Hola, you are listening to The Dollop. This is a American history podcast. Each week, I, <laughs> Dave you... Anthony, read a story from American history to my friend. Gareth Reynolds, who on a bi-weekly basis has no idea what the topic is going to be about. Trust me, trust me, trust me. Trust me on this one. Trust <laughs> God, you want to look at a dude? I'll do one bottle. <laughs> people say this is funny? Not Gary Gara. Is Dave okay? Someone or something is tickling people. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tickling Podcast. Okay. You are Queen Fakie of Made Up Town. All hail Queen Shit of Liesville. A bunch of religious virgins go to mingle. And do what? Pray. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. <laughs> Okay, so we're, uh, there might be a little bit of uh, echo because uh, we're in my office and I expected to use a back room, but someone locked the back room. Mm-hmm. So we're in a big open space. We're basically recording in an office barn. Yeah, we're recording in the worst possible thing you could record in. So if you hear owls. Owls, could be owls. Um other barn stuff. I can't think of hay. Hay. Obviously, hay comes to mind. Hay Pitchforks, comes to mind. but that, I think that's hay adjacent. Uh, hay Jason. Um, Armenians. Okay, this took a turn what? fast. And I, I want you to have the uh, option to back away from that. Okay, I'm backing away from that. <laughs> Thank you. Backing away. But if, you, if there are Armenians in a barn, they're probably farm, farm menians. That's what I meant, farm menians. Did I not say Farmenians? Did you say Farmenians? I think no, you I said, said Farmenians. You said Armenians. Oh, no, I meant Farmenians. Mm. Hey, um, Gary. Gareth, we've been over and over this. We've been over and over and over this. How many times must we go over this? We keep going over this. You keep saying the wrong name. My name is Gareth, not Gary. It has a few letters in common, but many different, too. As many in common as there are different, assuming you don't spell Gary with an E. Gareth, G-A-R-E-T-H, Welsh, Gareth. Gary, this podcast is brought to you by our subscribers <laughs> on Patreon. We want to thank each and every one of you for subscribing. You guys are awesome. June 22nd, <laughs> 1903. 1903. John Dillinger Ooh. was born in Indianapolis, Indiana. Okay. His mother died when he was three from a stroke. Sure. I well, mean, why not? It yep. wouldn't be a dollop nope. without Gotta that die. sweet action. Got to die early. Um, John's dad was a church-going man who would occasionally hit, hit, hit young John for acting out. Sure. Like and God the, says. Yeah, God tells you to do that. Yeah. And then just... On the eighth day, he was beating. And then on the ninth day, he'd give him money to go buy treats because yeah. he felt bad. <laughs> It's exactly how God did it. Go buy yourself something nice. Sorry about hey, your eye. Sorry about your eye, kid. You know, I can get so out of hand. I created everything. It's like a lot of pressure. You uh, know what I mean? You don't know, kid. There you are. You're like... Nah, 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 nah. I'm swamped. Some days I got to make a great rain. Some days I got to make a big fire. Sometimes... Yeah, it's a lot. I don't mean to come home and take it out on you. Okay? Now here, go get yourself something nice. When? I'm God, Okay. <laughs> It's me, God. 
Leather jacket wearing God. Is it weird that I'm wearing a crucifix around my neck? Boom! It's me, God. Wait, is God Al Pacino? Whoa! uh, Or is he uh, a young John Travolta? Yeah, it's kind of like I'm Andrew Dice Travolta. I'm God. (laughs) Boom, baby. Come on. It's me, God. (laughs) Woo! Gets lonely up here. So much creating to do. If you catch God, you get three wishes. That's true. That's true. All right, you've done it. What do you like? What will your three wishes be? Candy. <laughs> if you catch God. Gotcha. That's your gotcha, God. Oh, shit. All right, you get three. Okay, hurry up. Uh, first wish, there is no God. Uh, <laughs> Didn't count on that one, did you, God? Uh, so Dillinger quit school at 16 because he was bored. Okay. Made so, it pretty far. Yeah. Considering. Uh, his life of crime began on July 21st, 1923, when he stole a sedan. Okay. Yep. Uh, he was arrested, uh, but managed to slip away from the cops. The next day, he joined the Navy. Wow. That is... That'll teach you. That's why you got to get him. You guys like a fish. Yeah. Once you have him on the line, get well, him in. Now he's on a boat. Yeah. Now he's gone. But that wasn't uh, the right life for him, and he jumped ship after five months. Jeez. He was dishonorably discharged. Does that mean he literally jumped ship? I, you know what? It said jumped ship in the thing I was reading. If you're Navy, it would make me think that, that you jumped ship. I, I hope he actually did jump ship. I yeah. mean, I think it is. I think you can call it jumping ship if you just leave the ship. It doesn't mean you have to jump off the ship. I'm going to picture he jumped off okay, the ship I if like that's it. okay with yep, everybody. Go, go. Back in Indiana, he met and married Beryl Hovius. He, uh, he, is that a whiskey that was in a barrel? Um, it's a lady. This is my wife. John, that's just a barrel with a wig yeah, on it. Yeah, she's pretty. She's got a area for me, mm-hmm. my love. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. He tried to go Should we get out of here, my dear? No. Come on. Okay, I'm going to cry. Let me take your cork out. He tried to go straight and worked in an upholstery shop. Okay. Uh, he also played baseball on a local team. Okay. Well, one day a guy on the team told him about a local grocer who would carry his money each day after closing up. <laughs> okay. So Dillinger tried to rob him. Obviously. Uh, there was a struggle. Okay. The gun went off. He thought he'd killed the grocer, so he ran. But the grocer wasn't shot, and he quickly called the cops, and Dillinger was caught. Uh, check. You want yeah. to see blood before you run. Right. Or anything. That, something. Or, or a guy go, ow. Yeah. I'm dying. Look at all this blood. Instead of like a guy dropping his turnips. Yeah. <laughs> he is a grocer. Um, he had, uh, so he had the book thrown on him. He got 10 to 20 years for that crime. Okay. Which is for that, which is really pretty big. Substantial. For that. Uh, he was in jail for a couple years. Then his wife left him. God, he was devastated. You know they got, what? You got to stand. You said till death do us part. That's what I'm talking about. This is like basically a test of that. Right. Do you love me? I'm going to be in prison for 20, 20, 20. We'll see. 20. In prison, he met famous criminals and bank robbers like Harry Pierpont and Homer Von Meter. We did one on Harry Pierpont. Sure. Sure we did. They formed a gang and set about breaking each other out of prison until they were all free. So one guy would get out and he'd break the other guy out. You know, that old deal. Right. Then they went on a bank robbing spree. Fun. The Pierpont Gang, as they were called, became quite well-known. Newspapers wrote about the exploits. They were described as shadowy criminals who wore dark overcoats and hats with their brims pulled down to hide their identities. 
Jesus. That is not what you want to see. No, it's terrifying. But that was kind of like that. So, I mean, they almost, from a fashion standpoint, started a thing. That's what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? That's that's what this dollop is about. Oh, Dave, finally, something we can both sink our teeth into. Thank you. Uh, We're becoming a fashion podcast. Welcome to the follow-up. (laughs) This is a show about fashion in the fall through history. Right here, you can see John Dillinger. He's wearing a lovely pea coat look. You can see that's got two to three buttons on it. How you doing, dames? There we are. And you can see he's got the brim of his hat pulled down, suggesting, boy, there's more than meets the eye with this one, ladies. Coming up next. <laughs> Dillinger read all the stories and saved all the press clippings of their, you know, adventures. Yeah, sure. Uh, they kept what were basically business hours while they lived in Chicago. They had girl, like they'd plot their crimes during the day and then they'd go out. All at right, night. it's five. Five. Come on. Quitting time. I'm boys. beating traffic tonight, guys. That's it. They all had girlfriends and wives and they only drank during off hours. Wow. Disciplined. Discipline. That's what matters when you're a robber. Yeah. In 1933, they decided uh, to vacation in Florida. Okay. Like bank robbers do. Sure, yeah. But before they left, one of the gangs shot and killed the police officer. Mm, that does put a damp. Damper on plans sometimes. Wah, wah, wah. The Chicago Police Department then created an elite squad they named the Dillinger Squad. Uh, the gang briefly returned to Chicago and decided instead to go to Arizona because it was getting a little too hot in the Windy City. Yeah. No Dillinger gang in Arizona. Nope. No squad. Gang. No, they're the gang. The squad is at, the Dillinger Squad is after them. They're the Dillinger gang. Right. Dillinger's on the squad. Understood. Proceed. But before they left, Dillinger had a robbery go bad, and he shot and killed the police officer, William Patrick O'Malley. Oh, boy. It's weird that there was an Irish cop. Yeah. Oh, he shot me right in the stereotype. Oh, I've been dillinger Oh. Stereotype. I oh. just got that. I just got it. It took me. It's after I said my thing. Your thing was better. I've been, I, look, I've been there. I get it. A lot of people it. are mad right now that I talk. No, no, no. No, no that happens. Are. They are. That's how it works. You have a thought in your head, and you're like, this will win. And then I've done that when I, when I was listening back to the shit. No. There were many times, yeah, many times where you'd be leading something that would be good, and I'd be like, sorry, Dave, I've got a one-liner <laughs> that might go nowhere. <laughs> they fled to Arizona, where they were all caught pretty quickly. Okay. Different states wanted to prosecute different gang members for different things. Dillinger was to go back to Indiana and stand trial for the murder of O'Malley after he stood trial for his crimes in Arizona. While he was awaiting trial in Arizona, he was placed in Crown Point Prison, which was deemed inescapable. Uh huh. He promptly escaped. Sure. And stole. Now they don't. What do they deem it after? There's different versions of how he escaped. Some said he paid someone off. Some said he painted a piece of wood to make make it look like a gun. Like there are different. I like that one. That's obviously the best one. Yeah. Stick him up. Hold on, he's got a gun. How'd you get that, Dillinger? Boy, it's a skinny one, too, huh? <laughs> Real tiny. skinny mini. It's like a pencil gun. Doesn't even have a barrel. What's your angle, Dillinger? Uh, I can't no even shit, see uh, bullets. That looks like that trigger doesn't move. All right, Dillinger, nobody's going to get hurt. Relax, Dillinger, relax. All right, look, look, look. I understand you can't cock it. Now, now move on, Dillinger. Nobody wants to get hurt by that gun. He's got some sort of future gun, gentlemen. Everyone relax, Dillinger. Now, come on. Go ahead now. Just don't fire that future gun at any of us. Please. Obviously, it's as thick as a piece of spaghetti, but still. 
The more I look at it, the more it looks like a black twig. But still, come on, Dillinger. None of this bullshit, Dillinger. Just, just move on now. None of us want to get injured, Dillinger. Come on now. How you doing? Get tired. <laughs> <laughs> Dave put his mic down, almost being like, "How long are you gonna go, fuckface?" And I was like, oh, "For a while." Uh, so after he escaped, he stole the sheriff's car and drove back to Illinois. <laughs> just to like, just to, like, well, I'm a badass. I might as well do this. Yeah. But in doing so, he finally committed. Wait, he a from from where to where? From Indi- to Illinois? Indianapolis no, to from Arizona to Illinois. He drove a sheriff's car. Yeah. What would you do? <laughs> I'd probably be like, take one that they won't try to pull over when they notice it's not a sheriff. Yeah, but th- I don't know what kind of communication they had back then. True. Like if they're if there's a like, who, is there an all points bulletin? I doubt it. Much mu- much easier time like to be a. Cri- I mean, like for, oh yeah, you, you just the, you would the weight on the scales was so much oh. like it harder to determine. You'd be like, eh, I could probably get away with it. <laughs> Can I kill a couple guys and just hang in a bank? I think I could. Yeah. Uh, so, but in in stealing the car and driving across state lines, he finally committed a felony, and now the FBI wanted him. Okay. Dillinger put together another gang in Chicago and went on a crime spree, robbing banks all over the Midwest. The FBI was hot on their tail the whole time, though, so they went to Wisconsin to hole up. Smart. There? They were informed on, and then they had a shootout with the FBI, but escaped after killing one FBI agent and a civilian. Oh, boy. Now the FBI really wanted Dillinger. Sure. And he was called public enemy number one. Yep. He was famous, uh, so hiding became quite difficult. Right. He then had plastic surgery done by a mob doctor, which... A mobder? A mobder, which he didn't like and thought it looked horrible. What, what did he get done? I guess I tuck or something. So what I've done is I've given you a second nose and I've removed no. an ear. No, 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 no. Two no, noses, no. one ear. No, 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 no. No one no, will ever no. know Everybody's that you are John Dillinger. Yeah, well, Goodbye, Don, John Dillinger. Hello, double nose. I don't... Well, hey, look. Where did you get the nose? I took my own off. Look. <laughs> That's why this bandage is on. Oh, my God. I put an, your ear here. What the fuck? I don't know. I'm not going to lie. I'm drunk and not really a doctor. <laughs> uh, then uh, a month later, he robbed another bank with his gang, and another police officer was shot and killed, but they made away with 30000 for that time. I, th- I, I think what you want to do is stop killing the cops. Well, you know, they keep coming at him. Cut that out at some keep point. Keep coming at him. Okay. Around this time, Dillinger had a girlfriend who introduced him to a woman named Anna Sage. She was a Romanian immigrant who had gotten divorced and ended up working as a prostitute for the mob. Okay. That's what happens after a divorce. Sure. We, oh, look. All yeah. women go through that. Uh, yeah, it's the thing. The mob prostitute phase? Yeah. It's part of the grieving. I think it's the seventh step. Currently, she found herself under investigation by the Immigration and Naturalization Service and was looking at being deported. Somehow, she became friendly with a city detective... And told him about her problems, and he hooked her up with the local FBI agent, Melvin Purpose. Okay. She offered to give up Dillinger in return for nixing the deportation, right? Yeah. Purvis got together a group of FBI agents and hired guns, keeping the Chicago PD completely out of it because they couldn't be trusted. And on July 22, 1934, Sage told Purvis that she and Dillinger were going to a local movie theater to see a film. Agents were posted outside. 
Agent Purvis was standing near the theater entrance when Dillinger walked out. He was with Sage and his girlfriend, one lady on each arm. Sage, uh, I mean, uh, Dillinger and Purvis made eye contact. And then he walked away, and as they walked down the street, Purvis pulled out his gun and yelled, Stick him up, Johnny, we got you surrounded. Oh, that, was, that was before it was, like, yeah. hacky. Right? Right? Like, that was the time, Stick him up, Johnny! That was, I mean, it's fucking amazing. <laughs> we got you surrounded. Like, it was actually what was happening. <laughs> Dillinger tried to run, and he reached for his gun. He was shot four times. The one that killed him entered at the base of his neck and traveled up, hitting the second vertebrae, then exited below his right eye. A crowd formed around him. People took out their handkerchiefs and soaked up his blood as a delightful keepsake. Oh, what the fuck? We are so weird. We are so weird. That is such a weird, like, can you imagine... Who's the first guy who thought of that? It's just imagine, imagine, imagine in this day. And, I mean, oh, you would gotta, be like, I gotta get put, some of that. I mean, what? No, don't drink it. Put in a handkerchief in there. You fool! I didn't bring my hanky. I'm gonna stuff my face in it. Smart, <laughs> smart. Put it in your mouth until you can find a hanky to spit it onto. Hey, what about this? What if the cops were like, "Hey, everybody, back"? <laughs> That'd be interesting. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Oh no! Look at all this blood. Anyone else thinking souvenirs? <laughs> Stocking stuffers? <laughs> I have a store across the uh, street. I am going to sell these. Come get your dill rags. Dill rags. Dillinger was then taken to Alexia Brothers Hospital and pronounced dead. He was then taken to the Cook County morgue. The crowd followed his body to Alex Brothers Hospital and then to the morgue and even into the post-mortem room. Uh, it, it, uh, were there not doors in this time? <laughs> Is this before doors were invented? Oh, look, let's keep going. Hey, uh, well, they're not. We're going. actually supposed to just cremate him now. I didn't get to dab anything. Don't turn anymore. it on. My husband's in the oven taking th- thoughts. I, <laughs> I just wanted to. I didn't get to dab something in him. Everyone else got to dab stuff. Is it, that, can if I it's dab? possible, if I could just get a little feces for the road just to feel like I was a part of it. Can I put. Can I put my finger in his eye? Absolutely, ma'am. Absolutely, you can do that. That's why it's a morgue. Come on. Everyone put your hands on him. What we're going to do is we're going to all put our hands on him, and the last person to have one hand on gets him. (laughs) So. Hundreds of others waited around outside until late in the night, hoping to see the body of Dillinger. The next day, his body was taken to the McCready Funeral Home, where an estimated 15,000 people walked past to get a nice look. Wow, that's so crazy. Also, four death masks were made that day. Go on. And this is where the post-life of Dillinger takes form. It started when he was shot, or maybe before. Dillinger, being a bit of a celebrity and clearly a bad boy, had a little uh, something sexy about him. Mm Mm-hmm, Sure. But when he was shot with a woman on each arm, shit went into overdrive. The press went crazy with stories about the woman in red who betrayed him. They said he lived as he died with a smile on his face and a woman on each arm. He instantly became a big-time ladies' man. Wait, retro act, po- posthumous? Basically, posthumously, uh, yeah, like, they're like, he got shot with two ladies on him? Come on! This guy was a pimp for his whole life! He's amazing! Then came the photo. Okay. As the crowds walked past and got a good look at the body in the morgue, a photographer snapped a shot. Now it's a side it's a side view shot. Profile. It's a pro (laughs) 
Okay. I mean, if you want to use the actual terms. Profile. It's a profile What shot. was in the foreground? Uh, I have a bit of an eye. Wait, what? Huh? Was I supposed to get that? Mm-mm. <laughs> so, um, it's a profile, and he is in the morgue, and... Oh, that's not... Here's, here's one where ladies are walking by him, dressed in bathing suits. Whoa, what the hell? <laughs> oh. Wait, Dave, what? Well, they, you know, they were probably at a pool... And then, um... No, 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 no. Don't even say... That doesn't help. <laughs> at all. Oh, come on! Don't even, t- don't even dry yourself. <laughs> come to the morgue, Stacy. <laughs> Doll yourself up. He's single, you know. Okay, so the photo happens. So it's a profile shot. What is it? And the crowd's walking past, and they're all looking at the body, and... Dillinger's on a board. His body's under a sheet. You mean a gun? His body, everything but the head, is under a sheet. Okay. And the board is tilted, right? Like a 45-degree angle almost. Okay. Uh, so his feet are low and his head are up. And under the sheet, something very large is protruding up. Oh, no. Wait a minute. Are you telling me... What? Oh, jeez. What, Dave? What, <laughs> Dave? What is this? What? Is... Dave. <laughs> now Does looks, John Dillinger have a huge dead heart on? That's what it looks like, but it's actually his hand. But it looks like he has a gigantic heart on. Oh yeah, like a huge heart on. Yeah, like a, a like a you do a dollop about this dick hard on. <laughs> so okay, so so, so he's propped up. And people think they see a huge, now, hard Dillinger. Now, there was no indication or rumors before this that he had a big Johnson, right? <laughs> but this picture, along with the fact that he was killed with a woman on each arm, made the rumor. Some newspaper editors actually touched up the photo to remove the giant bulge. Okay. I, honestly, but, I thought... But it didn't matter because the legend was born. Okay. So, so now... So now... <laughs> I can't wait to find out how we handle this. Because knowing us, everyone's going to be like, you got to die, your dick gets big. (laughs) In his own state of Indiana, word on the street was that he would lose consciousness when he became aroused. Oh, my God. Because It drained all the blood from his brain into his pecker. I'm a doctor. It was said to be somewhere between 16 and 23 inches. Oh, my. What? Come on. One rumor was that an informant claimed Dillinger would use his huge tool to, quote, use as a weapon to flog women and other unfortunate people. What is he talking? What is happening? This is like William Wallace. (laughs) You never heard that Dillinger used to beat up guys with his dick? All right. Now, where's the money, Frank? Don't make me do it again. Don't make me do it, Frank. I'll pass out if I get it too hard. Go ahead, dude. Go, go, dilly cock. Ah, uh, give it to me, Frank. Where's the money? Where's the money? Here's the thing. Here's the money. God, Couple love, of gut shots for you, huh? I love this. You like when you... What, what did you... I huh? Lo- I love it. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. Another informant... Someone, someone get a vagina. Another informant apparently said that even though Dillinger was crazy, well-endowed, he wasn't a great lover because he didn't have enough blood in his body to support an erection. What is now happening? That's a competing rumor with the other one where he would pass out. 
Yeah, but there's the, so either <laughs> either. So, so I think that the people who made up these rumors don't know how much blood is in the human body. I agree. It's not like in the <laughs> middle of our chest we have like a bottle full of blood and there's two straws going from our dicks to our brains. That, and we got to keep a perfect balance. You're not a doctor. It all went to my dick. His brain's out of blood. Are you a doctor? You're not a doctor. I'm not a doctor, Dave. Okay, fair. <laughs> the legend never died, but it just grew stronger. In the 70s... I mean, that couldn't sound more like the situation with him anyway. In the 70s... It never died, it just grew stronger. Playboy and We magazines wrote articles about Dillinger's huge knob. Oh, my God. 23 inches... By that time, the rumors of Dillinger's death and erection had morphed into something even more disturbing. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> if you suck it now, you get three wishes like catching God. <laughs> the urban legend was that Dillinger's Johnson had been cut off and preserved in a jar in formaldehyde, which was kept at the Smithsonian National Museum of Natural History and Dicks. Now, kids, look up here on the right. You're going to see what looks like a tapeworm, but that's actually the cock of America's most wanted criminal for a stretch. Uh, the alternate rumor was that Jade Hoover had kept his penis on his desk as a trophy. <laughs> Although, no one Theories Hoover, are great. No one Hoover, though. That could have been... That could have been true. Come on. He already had one to deal with that was too much. He doesn't want two dicks in his life. Uh, that's true. Um, the dick stories became so prominent over time that both the FBI and the Smithsonian were forced to respond publicly. It's so great that the Smithsonian has to be like, we don't have his big hard dick. The FBI's official historian, John Fox, quote, it is one of those urban legends that's been around for a long time, but there's no evidence that the corpse was mutilated in any way except for the bullets he was shot with. They probably thought his dick was a separate person. The Smithsonian went as far as to create a form letter that they would send out when inquiries came in. To whom it may concern. We do not have the dick. <laughs> Quote, we can assure you that the anatomical specimens of John Dillinger are not and have never been in the collection of the Smithsonian Institute. Oh, my God. Uh, at the Museum of Health and Medicine, on the frequently asked questions section of the museum's website, it reads, question, do you have 20th century gangster John Dillinger's penis in the collection? Whoa. Answer, no, we don't have it, but we get a lot of phone calls asking if we do. Hey, um, I called two days ago. Uh, um, yes. Is this the Smithsonian? Yes. Anyway, I called a couple days ago. Mm -hmm. I talked to somebody who did not know what they were talking about. Okay. I'm wondering mm -hmm. if there are specific hours when I should come by to see the hard cock of gangster John Dillinger, or is it open as much as y'all's other exhibits? Okay, we actually don't have uh, John Dillinger's. Okay, so I guess you're the person I talked to a couple days ago. Okay, I have to go, sir? Why? Because you got to go hide the dick? Good luck. You're going to have to dig a pretty big hole. Sir, I'm coming to check out that penis. Please don't. You probably painted it to look like an airplane and hung it up in the Wright Brothers part. Sneaky bastards. I've seen National Treasure. What? Huh? <laughs> you stuck around for all that? You're crazy. Click. In 1991, the legend of Dillinger's huge penis was discussed on the show The Wonder Years. In 2006, a Washington Post reporter was given a tour of the collection of human remains in the Smithsonian. 
There, Daniel Rogers, chairman of the Smithsonian Museum's anthropology department, revealed they did have something pertaining to Dillinger. His balls. (laughs) His balls. (laughs) Just one. His tiny drained balls. The other one is in Hoover's mouth. (laughs) It was buried with Hoover. Uh, so this is quote, it is not a body part. It is made out of rubber or latex. I guess you could describe it as a medical model. Wait, what? It's not a body part. It's made out of rubber or latex. I guess you could describe it as a medical model. This is like, this is like a riddle, huh? (laughs) I didn't know there was, give me one more time. I'm not good at these. Give me one more time. It's not a body part. Right. But it is made of rubber. It's a medical model. It's a medical model. Rubber medical model. Wait a minute. Okay, no. Uh, is this something common? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> no one knows where it came from, and it has never been officially entered into the Smithsonian collection. It was stored in a jar labeled J. Dillinger for years. But that jar broke... And it was placed in another jar. Rogers said, quote, it's been around here longer than I have, and I've been here for 17 years. The reporter asked to see it. So he was taken through a maze of hallways full of wooden boxes of specimens. A locker was then opened, and inside were two jars. One was empty, but had a label that read, J. Dillinger, FBI Transfer, SI Mammals Division to Anthropology, 127. 53. The other jar was bigger and filled with water. Inside was a long, narrow, pale, white object about 16 inches long. No, Dave. The Smithsonian employee said, quote, it's a synthetic polymer, so a piece of plastic. No one knows, no one knows when it arrived or who sent it. There are no records. The belief is that it's just a prank that was based on the rumors. What the hell? The, oh, boy. This is... So in the Smithsonian, there's potential. Someone has no. It's not even potential. Someone just made a fake dick. How do you know it's fake? Well, we don't. But okay. Well, we know it's a fake dick. It's a it's a plastic dick. How do you? Okay, your story checks out. <laughs> so someone played. But a, someone thought it would be funny if they sent the Smithsonian sixteen a model of Dillinger's dick in 1953. So while they don't have the dick, they do have a model of the dick. Well, but it's not even a model of dick. It's just based on the rumors. The guy didn't have a big dick. You don't know that. I don't know. What that. was under the sheet? His arm. You know what they say about guys with big arms? They're the Rock. Yep. They always say that. This was a dillip. This was our first dillop. Or a dillop. We signed Coors. Did you say whores? Coors. Oh, okay. Signed Coors beer. Sure. Hey there, people listening to the dollop. Uh, This is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, 
this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there.